Welcome to Ministry Minutes with Mike Milton. This is Mike Milton, and our topic today has to do with the response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the United States Supreme Court. His eyes and ears are upon us. A pastoral response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade by Michael A. Milton, Ph.D. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord will endure forever. I was asked today, what does the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade mean for believers? I believe that the answer may be deeper and more hopeful than we might imagine. The SCOTUS 6-3 ruling to return the question of abortion to the states and specifically to overturn the decision of Roe, 1973, and Casey, 1992, is undoubtedly a watershed moment in our lives. This ruling signifies the end of a horrible era in which millions of unborn children were dispatched to eternity in the cruelest procedures imaginable. The President of the United States lamented the ruling and said that it cast a shadow over the nation. However, for those of us who believe that life is sacred, we must respectfully disagree with the President and say that the Supreme Court decision was an answer to prayer, a fair wind that overwhelmed the shadow of death. Thus the Scripture teaches, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked beareth the rule, the people mourn. We are experiencing that rejoicing today, surely. This is one of those times when we, well, we'll all remember where we were when we heard. I believe, though it has an even more profound meaning. After Solomon, the son of David, and Bathsheba dedicated the temple to the Lord, the Almighty visited the king. God assured Solomon that he accepted the sacrifices made in that place dedicated to him. At that moment, God spoke, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We must remember that this passage is speaking to those who are believers. It's not a message to any political entity, but to a people of faith in the one true God. This is the message also 
that our founding Puritan fathers and mothers took very seriously. They made a covenant with God to follow him and to dedicate this land to his glory. The history of the United States is in many ways a story of God keeping his promises to the children of those founders who have not always been as faithful. However, I believe that the prayers of our founders have kept us safe more than we will ever know. We learn this when we read the passage after, If My People. The Lord promised this, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Here, we learn that God not only hears the prayers of his people when they come before him in humility, but that his eyes and ears are attentive to our prayers in this place. This nation, this land dedicated to the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ by our Puritan forebears. Today is undoubtedly a significant moment of celebration for an unjust and an ungodly ruling that promoted the killing of little children has been dealt a defining blow, and the righteous can indeed rejoice. This moment should remind us that God is attentive to our prayers. God is attentive to this land because of the legacy of faith that has gone before and the unceasing intercessions of many today. This is critical for us to mark and believe, for we're moving through a difficult time in history. We must not be so naive as to believe that this victory, and it is most certainly a glorious victory, will mark the secession of evil. It reminds us, however, that where sin abounds, grace abounds more, Romans 5.20. As we go deeper into the secular age, into a veritable fulfillment of the Apostle Paul's warnings of unbelief and its effects on humanity, in Romans 1.18-32, through 32, we will see a strange new world emerge that we have recently witnessed a Supreme Court justice nominee admit that she can't define a woman is a sign of these times. Unbelief in the plain evidences for God and disregard for the considerable light we have been given from his word breeds confusion and ultimately insanity. We will see more of it. But what we have witnessed today reminds us that prayers do not go unanswered and that God sees and hears his people in prayer in this land. Yea, the Lord watches day and night, generation after generation over this place for his people. Let's remember that whenever we face difficulties in the future, We are guarded by an omnipotent and gracious God who gave his only begotten Son to live the life we could never live and die the death that should have been ours. Let us remember that we serve a God who heard the prayers of our founders and our mothers and fathers through these many generations. The same God 
answers prayers today. If my people who are called by my name remains the most hopeful promise in all the world. And that promise allowed us to see the reversal of nationalized, legalized abortion. That promise will also see us through the difficult days ahead. Whether you are a descendant of a founder or an immigrant or the descendant of an immigrant, let us all gather around the uniting story of our beginning, the story of the people who wanted to make this land a city on a hill, shining the light of Christ to the ends of the earth. Let us resolve that we will uphold that vision no matter how far others may stray from it. This is what I have learned, and this is what I am pondering on this day. The Lord bless you and keep you and call you to remember that his eyes and his ears are upon you now and forevermore. Amen.